You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. trying to ban cell phones in classes good there should they should ban does that does that make sense to you like, it totally does what if your kid was there and he was trying to like something important was, something important shut up it's the x-men episode it's the x-men episode we're going to talk about X-Men because presumably this episode is coming out in 2013, which is the 75th anniversary of X-Men. 50th. Totally not. 50th. 75. It is not a Silver Age comic. <laughs> Damn it. Wow. For that, we're thankful. It is. It, it, it's not a Golden Age comic. Whatever, yeah. Scott. God damn it, Don't guys. correct me in front of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> so we have fucking actually put research into this episode. It's really, really exciting. Correction. I tried to put research into this. Okay, well... Let's say Scott and I put episode. I don't know what kind of. Oh, John, no, you guys did. Was, I did a survey. Get, ooh, you did you a didn't, survey. You yeah. did a survey. Remember we the so mom much. survey? Oh my god, it's gonna be so good. We did, we did a lot of exciting X Men related research for good. this. Good. Uh, John, did you get to watch those shitty old? Episodes? I didn't want to. Okay, but did you? No. Oh. I don't do things I don't want to do. It's it's kind of a thing. The cartoons? Watching yeah. cartoons. No, I have I'm a sure lot to say. It would have been fine. But I, I, I realized, you know what? I actually do have stuff to talk about X-Men. And they do have an important part of my history. And I'm delighted to talk about those things. Same here. So I don't have a problem with that. So we like we Scott tried to shoehorn the X Men into a whole bunch of podcasts like a whole yeah. bunch of times. We were going to talk about the X Men. So then we decided to actually like settle down and really talk about. They it. made me the human being I am today. This really? Is, this is the impression that Keith does for everybody that he imitates. Right? Burr, 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 this is how he imitated you. Really? Yeah, we I'm, totally heard him. I'm John, and I like the X Men. I totally time. don't talk like that. My voice is way higher. So what do we it's like? Hi, I actually, I'm John, oh, and no. I totally like the X Men. I I had a thing that I kind of wanted to talk about the X Men just okay. really quickly because this is like a completely throwaway thing that is not enough to actually be a real topic of conversation okay. is uh, sound effects that exist like are immediately identifiable to a character and exist only because of X-Men. I only Schlink! Have to... That's what? Snick. Bamf. Snicked. Snicked. Yeah. Bamf. S-N-K-K-K-T. Yeah. Like there's no vowels in snicked half the time. Sometimes there's eyes. Yeah. But like, like that's the noise somehow. Yeah. Wolverine's claws popping. Same thing with Bamf. Bamf. The noise of fucking Bamf. Nightcrawler. Yeah. I don't know if there's any others, but I was just thinking of like... Oh, uh, Twiddle Squirge. Twiddle Squirge. Pardon? Yes. That's Lane. That's the, that's the sound that the door makes when it opens on the Enterprise. <laughs> Twiddle Squirge. <laughs> say, say it again. Twiddle Squirge. <laughs> what? That has very little to do with the X-Men. <laughs> I don't no, understand. No, nothing at all, but it's an iconic sound. For, for, that, for everybody's favorite Star Trek character. Say it again. Door. Say it again. <laughs> John had a weird childhood where his favorite Star Trek character was Door. <laughs> say, say it again, like, John. He's like a little kid watching it. He's like, Twiddle Squirt. Yay! He always does what's asked of him. But I don't know. What does it say? Twiddle Squirt. It goes like... Yeah, but okay. But if you wanted to write it out... I would... No, I wouldn't. Bamf, I can get behind. Right. Snicked. Because I think the only other comic book sound that's like as comparable is Thwip. Like Thwip is totally... Thwip is Spider-Man's, yeah. but he's not an X-Man. 
But any other ones? Does Cyclops have a have a sound when he eye, eye beams? Bzork. I'm more cheat on I my wife with another psychic. And she's psychic. Yeah. The weirdest thing is I think if memory serves at least. That's a weird sound effect though. Oh, Jubilee <laughs> and her path. Path. It's not quite as iconic. Well, she yeah, because Batman, Batman makes that sound, too, when he punches people. Yeah. Sometimes. That's, that's more I was like going to say, oddly, the eye lasers are almost always silent. Like, there's no sound of the eye lasers coming out. Really? Yeah, that would have been way beam. creepier in the movie. Yeah. What? If his eye lasers were totally silent? Yeah. Because it's always like... It's all like in the comics... It makes sound- like a laser beam sound, right? Like, yeah. yeah. It should do like... But the, the sound effect in the comics Star is almost Wars always laser. at the impact point. <laughs> I, I got really rarely... <laughs> There's no like sound effect happening the by the visors. Themselves, yeah. yeah, exactly. Which is really cool if you think about it. He's like, <laughs> if it happens in silence, that's scary as shit. Fucking eye beams and silence. Okay, so what's your moment, Keith? It's my moment. The moment where you realize X Men, and they like enter your consciousness. Where they enter my consciousness, or I get like really into them. Well, either or. I don't know. Well, they enter my consciousness. The X Men. I feel like it was the X Men game on the Sega Genesis. Okay was actually no that's that's bullshit i feel like uh, the x-men role-playing game was my first real the x-men role-playing game around the same time as maybe the x-men cartoon okay and the x-men video game those things really all happened towards the same time this is like maybe grade grade f- five grade six mm-hmm. or so so yeah the x-men cartoon as we were thinking the theme song for yeah. which which does the, like a uh, uh the, the famous run like or, or does like an, the 90s, it does an homage to the the Chris Claremont run basically right Scott like well it heavily takes from the Chris Claremont run yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but I'm saying like it's the the core of the series is based on the Chris Claremont late 80s mid, all mid, through the 80s mid to yeah. late 80s all through the 80s yeah. so that the X Men video game which was fuck you hard yeah uh, <laughs> where it was like you only you could play as Nightcrawler Wolverine Cyclops and Gambit those are the four playable color characters you could summon Storm, Iceman, Archangel, and I feel like maybe another one. Yeah, you want to talk Rogue. about fuck Rogue. you hard video games starring the X-Men? Spider-Man, X-Men. You don't go to Arcade's Revenge? Yeah. 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 I'm just saying, I've never played that, as I will eventually play it and beat it and show all of you that I did it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and I think I don't even know if we talked about this. I feel like we might have even tried it on this territory in podcast history. Mm-hmm. That game involved the storyline where the danger we room told the whole story of that took game. over and, and had the scariest and you, how you had to do the resetting. thing and you jump all three so, yeah. of your guys weird shit about that game though is it exposed me to like characters like Mojo uh-huh. also covered in the podcast we spoke about yeah Mojo's super weird and uh, Mojo's super weird the the Savage Lands are in there like like this is like deep X-Men lore stuff Savage Lands are in there really? Shire you go to the Shire Empire and fucking run around the Shire mm-hmm. like it's very you go to Asteroid M like there's some like pretty like non- like, this shit's not in the movies. Yeah. <laughs> like, Savage Lands, Shire, Mojo World. Um, you go to Apocalypse's thing. The Ark? Yep. Is it the Ark? Th- th- that shit Ship. is all, like, Fantastic Four-level comic yeah. storytelling where they're going to, like, strange other worlds. Yeah, exactly. But it makes so sense because you're in the danger stuff. room, so it could, like, just make up any strange other world. Yeah, yeah. The other one. Interestingly enough, Fantastic Four, created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, mm-hmm. also created the X-Men. Huh. I was going to say... Those are busy boys. The other big thing, the Marvel Super Heroes video game, where my brother... They came in boxes, like cardboard boxes, like the old TSR games. Yep. Uh, so you, you bought like a box, you bought like a set of smaller books, mm-hmm. right? Like you weren't actually just buying like a big core book and it had maps and all that stuff. My brother bought the core rules and he bought the X-Men rules. Okay. Those books I still own today. Was that the ones you were making a character with? I was making a character. I made uh, 9 to 5Z, the 9 to 5 mutant. Okay. So now this is actually pretty fucking insane. If you know the... 
Hang on, I gotta pull them up real quick. The shitty, the shitty stat system. Do you remember the Marvel superheroes? You can't get up and shitty lazy. stat system. Man, we are getting off to an X Men podcast. This is so fucking completely random. Completely alienating anyone who knows a anything about, about X Men. Can you want to get to this later? I'll come back. Yeah, to Yeah, come it. back to this. This is super exciting. <laughs> You've got a whole bunch of rule books on your lap right now. I just so. have one. You took out your dice bag, dude. Because you have to. You have to roll the character. For, for exactly. Yeah. No, I remember. For teasers for later in the podcast this game is so fucking stupid that you have a completely randomly generated character let's let's back this up a little bit okay so so the x-men were created in 1963 by stanley and jack kirby they had the five members of the team plus professor xavier i was gonna say let's ask john to name them john name the five 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 original x-men storm cyclops Mm. let him finish that was two i don't know Rogue, Gambit, Jubilee. Whoa! Can I try? Can yeah, I one of five. Go. Beast, Cyclops, Marvel Girl, uh, Iceman, and uh, Archangel, but just the angel back then. Yes, those were the five. Wow. Awesome. Yay! Okay. Yeah, <laughs> he, still had, he still had feathery wings. Yes. And a bazooka. So hold on. Say them again. The original five? Angel, Marvel Girl. I can't pronounce that right for some reason. Her Cyclops. whole deal, she just goes invisible, right? That's Jean like, Grey. No, it's Jean, Jean Grey. She moves oh, stuff with she, mind. She's a, just a regular telekinetic. Right. Yeah. Beast, he looked human at yep. the time. Yeah. yeah uh, Iceman, hands. I believe I said. Yeah, uh, Iceman. Yeah, Angel. And Cyclops. And Cyclops. Yeah, Cyclops. Awesome. Yeah. All right, so... Who was still as much of a douche. And they hold that team together for most of the 60s and 70s. Then the book gets canceled uh-huh. because it sold terribly and no one really cared about it. Really? And then years go by, and the characters all kind of spread around and appear in different comic books, until Chris Claremont and Dave Cockrum get offered the book and introduce the all-new, all-different X-Men in Giant Size X-Men number one. And that introduces Storm, Wolverine, Colossus, Nightcrawler, Banshee, Sunfire, and Thunderbird. As wow. members of the team, along with Cyclops. <laughs> Some of those characters are more beloved. Yeah. Looking at you, Thunderbird. Was this a first appearance of Wolverine? No. no. Wolverine yeah, was, no. had so. appeared in a, in a Hulk issue. As a weird cat man. As a bad guy to fight the Hulk. Who looked like a cat and had whiskers. And also kind of as a bet, because the writer of the comic had told the people he worked with that he could do any accent in comic books. <laughs> and someone said, oh yeah? Canadian. Canadian. <laughs> Write a Canadian accent? What is that? How did that even go? Bub. Bub? Saying bub? <laughs> bub and A? Yeah. I've never seen Wolverine say A. He has, has oh, he says A a lot. Does he? Yeah, in those Chris Claremont early X-Men issues when he meets Alpha Flight, it's... But it's freaking, a, I never uh, noticed. Okay, so Elliot Trudeau is in the comics. Do you it's have amazing. the year of the reboot? Uh, it is... Either seventy nine or eighty. This okay, is so when like, they split off into blue and gold teams, right? Because then the original X Men came back. That is this way is later. later. Yeah. All right. No, the original X Men all got captured by Krakatoa, the Living Island. Right. That except I for Cyclops and Professor X, who go and recruit all these other to go and rescue the original. Yeah. And not only were they all new, all different, but they were also very international. Right. Right. So you get a communist Russian, uh, German. An African, uh-huh. a Japanese, an Irish guy, a Canadian. Like, they were just from all over the place to bring a very different team together. And, like, then when did, when did, when did Frank Miller write Wolverine? 1986. 1986. Everything that's... happened in 86. Yeah. Because that's, that's basically when Wolverine became the Wolverine that everybody loves. Yeah, Wolverine awesome. came out being very dark. Batman released The Dark Knight Returns, and The Watchmen was released in 1986. Huh. 
things took a turn in comic like, books. Com- like comic books that we know, basically, like the start Started. date is 1986. Huh. When I was three years old. <laughs> I so that's a brief history lesson of the X Men. The brief who's history your, of X Men. Who's your favorite X Men? Huh. <sighs> Jesus, I was afraid of this question. Oh, Jesus is a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Favorite X-Men? Like, I mean, like, as a kid, you're like, absolutely Wolverine. Yeah, totally. And I'm like, and that still sort of, like, holds true, but I feel that that's, like, a shitty answer now. Uh, It's like saying your favorite rock band is U2. Yeah, (laughs) I love music. I I love music. I was a really big Nightcrawler fan, possibly because he was German. Like, and I was like, they can be heroes. <laughs> <laughs> Little heisterman type. He actually would be my number two also, but not because he's German, because he can teleport, and that's cool as shit. He was teleporting, but I also like, like, his super agility. I also took fencing when I was a little kid, and he could fence, so yeah. I had, like, a... That's true. He could also... You're a little... I picture you Little Keith and Lederhosen. Bam. <laughs> bam. Bam. Just, like, running around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, like, the, like uh, there was a picture in the Marvel superhero trading cards where he had, like, the fencing hat. Like, he had, like, a feathered hat on and was also fencing with his tail. I remember. Because he could also yeah. fence he's, with his He's tail. a swashbuckler. Yeah, he always exactly. wanted to be a swashbuckler and yeah. Al Flynn. And, yeah. Huh. yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but he is fully prehensile tail could actually, like, fence with it also. And I thought that was pretty sweet. Sophie? Um, I was always very partial to um, Colossus. Colossus, really? however you pronounce it. Yeah, I, I always thought he was kind of cool. Peter Rasputin. Yes. Uh, I thought he was Peter. neat. Uh, I also really, really liked uh, Wolverine when I was like 15. Sploosh. <laughs> the female version, which I guess would be Sploosh. Sploosh. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I, I thought he was cool. Uh, other than that, yeah, I, I kind of hate Cyclops. So I, d- I thought Angel was cool as well, but in a lesser way. Hmm. I liked... Uh, I liked Kitty Pride, but I liked Kitty Pride more when she was on Excalibur. I'm weird that way. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jubilee, I liked Jubilee a lot too. Jubilee's I thought she was identifiable as a mall rat. I was like, oh. yeah, she's living the dream. <laughs> she gets to, she's basically homeless and hangs out at a mall, and she gets to be best friends with Wolverine. So, kind of. Which hot. was also Kitty Pride's thing, right? Which was also Kitty Pride's thing. Yeah. So exactly. basically, you identified with wanting to be Wolverine's best little friend. No, I think I wanted to fuck them. <laughs> Pretty sure I wanted to fuck Kitty Pride and Jubilee. And in terms of my types, I like, thought he was like, saying he wanted to fuck the X Men like Wolverine. Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, in terms, in terms of what would ultimately become my like my physical type of girl that I'm into, like Kitty Pride and Jubilee are still kind of it. You mean like prepubescent? Correct. Yowza. <laughs> Scott, favorite X Men. Awkward. Scott. Uh, I I have two. Uh, Havoc. Is one of my favorite X Men. Weird. Alex Summers. Alex Summers, Cyclops' kid brother, chip okay. on his he shoulder. He just throws raw energy. That's like his shtick. Yeah. He goes, yeah. Yeah. like flies out of his chest. Yeah. Destroys yeah. everything. He's constantly <laughs> absorbing energy, and if he doesn't vent it off, every now and again, down. His his costume helps with that. Way shittier sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His power affects everyone except for Cyclops. Doesn't doesn't even hurt Cyclops at all. Same huh. thing with Cyclops, right? Yeah. They, they can just zap each other. Oh, those Summers boys. Yeah. yeah. I also really like. Cannonball, which is kind of a cop out because he started off in the New Mutants. And then Guthrie. Eventually, he grew up and you know fulfilled his dream of joining the X Men, until the writers just Forgot about threw him it. right down the toilet. Right down the toilet. Right down the toilet. They're Least like, fa- ah, you're not really an X Men. Least favorite X Men. 
least favorite X Men. Easy, easily Cyclops. Yeah, same here, actually. Are you kidding me? I can um, beat that so hard, Marrow. I take Marrow. That doesn't really count. I mean, she's a. Uh, a well, she was on for a long time. She was on it for a long time. I, I, I don't Morlock, understand this you. at all. Even if you guys don't like Cyclops as as a person, he's still a good character. If he's still like the charismatic, too full of himself leader type, who also breaks great... down sometimes. Yeah, constantly. It's a, it's a good character. He's a character that has like such a, a fan base that the ramifications of his dastardly doings are never are, are never addressed or dealt with in a meaningful way that I just can't. He just stand. gets away with it all the time. Yeah, it bugs the hell out of me. <laughs> a, and... a lot of people are like that, like Steve uh, Jobs. <laughs> yeah, to- total tool bag. Got away with it. Yeah, but he's also pretended, uh, presented as this big hero, and I, I don't think he is, because he's done all these things. And like, well, but you know, how, okay, like take, take for example, take for example, Iron Man. I was right? gonna say Tony Stark. How do you reconcile Tony Stark? He killed ex- Black Goliath. <laughs> <laughs> he is constantly written as having to deal with some of the shit he's done before, whether right. battling alcoholism. Whether it's the armor wars where he's running around stealing armor from friend Orfo, uh, civil war, like still a huge part of his character that not everyone really trusts him because he's kind of a jerk. Right. And Cyclops is all like mopey mope face, fucky fuck your girlfriend face. Wolverine calls him on it all the time. Yeah. And Wolverine's the bad guy in that case. It's true. To be a he's jerk presented as such. Yeah. Marrow, though. Marrow's so shady. Do you know Marrow Marrow is like Wolverine, but without adamantium, so she just gets stupid bone things, and they can come out of anywhere, like her shoulders or her hands or her elbows. Just uh-huh. bone spikes come out, but she's made of bone. You know what's not really strong? Bone. So you know what <laughs> doesn't make sense? Marrow. <laughs> I got a bone sword! Oh, wow, cool. There Gonna break. plenty of stupid lame shit. She's my least favorite because it was just trying to capitalize on fucking Wolverine by making a shittier Wolverine. What about you, John? Least favorite? Yeah. Jubilee. Oh, yeah? Yeah, she just sparkles. I don't give a shit about that. She's a stupid, zippy girl. Fucking hate everything about that. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that has a lot to do with the cartoon. Not so much the cartoon. Totally, totally. Yeah. Very much. My, my, yeah. my, like, the world of X-Men to me is really the, the, the cartoon and the video games. I've never, I think I've probably read, like, two books ever of X-Men. Really? Ever, yeah. And even that, I, I couldn't name them or remember them. They, I'm just saying that because I have to have picked up an X-Men comic at some point. Tip Strictly was a Generation X comic, but I really, really, Jim, when Jim Maffu did the Generation X one-shot, was like a like squeamed moment of my fucking high school life. Where I was like, Jim Maffu is drawing! Because <laughs> it was like, I only found out about it retroactively because I found out about it either after Zombie Kid or after Girl Scouts had just started. Like, so the fact that a comic book artist that I was really into had previously done a weird black and white one-off for Gen X, which in no way, shape, or form is like... I don't know if you ever read it, anyone? Nope. Gen X? The Gen X one-shot with, no. by, by Jim Mafood. It's like a complete Jim Mafood comic. Like, one of them is about... Uh, who's that guy whose face is... Chamber. Open? Chamber. Chamber? Like... <laughs> John? <laughs> Why didn't you jump in there? <laughs> <laughs> So it's, it's like Chamber and who's the kind of stretchy guy from Gen X? Skin. Yeah. Chamber Chamber and Skin just playing Space Invaders. It's like a four or five page strip. Just them, not superheroes at all. The last one is Banshee's Angels where like Banshee is just Charlie from Charlie's Angels and it's like uh, Jubilee Monet. Who? Monet. Monet and yeah she was always M and 
Kitty on Gen X? No. Paige? Paige. Oh, yeah, the blonde girl. Husk. 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 Paige Guthrie. Sam Guthrie's kid sister. Anyway, so yeah, it's just them being Charlie's Angels, like a 70s, like, exploitation bucket thing, but again, drama and Jim food. It's also so... kind of weird, because they're all supposed to be, like, 14. Yeah, yeah but it's Banshee's Angels. Hmm. <laughs> Whatever. Wow. Anyway, fucking super, super cool, and I was like... Like I had like a moment in high school where I was like, "This is." I awesome. want to fuck those characters. <laughs> I would like to know. Not really. <laughs> Jim Afford art is not really that fuckable. It's very graffiti-ish, especially early Jim Afford art. Anyway, it's a great moment. <laughs> so, John. Yeah. X Men. Uh huh. You watched a lot of the movies. Okay. How did they reconcile with the cartoon show? <laughs> I can't answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched the cartoons since I was wee, and no. you know, like all I all, so like, like when you went to go, but when you went to go see X Men, yeah. you were like had a loose basis of it, yeah. So were you like, did they, they fucked it up? Were you like, who's Toad? Were you like, I was like, yay, this was super fun. Magneto came up with a cockamamie scheme to take over the world, and the X Men got together and stopped him. Like, I was t- utterly satisfied by that movie, and it was not. I, I like, I'm sure there was stuff to nitpick away from it, but I don't know why you'd bother. They got on the big screen; they look good. Agreed. Lots of tiny little things to nitpick. I'm sure at. there are a trillion. And uh, Scott, I'm I'm excited to hear what they were. <laughs> I was oh, gonna God. say, you were, but you're like coming from the like you watch the comic, you watch the cartoons, you watch the movies. And, and I play the video like, games. Yep. You play the video games. That's what I'm saying. So I was like trying to figure where your X Men like. I'm, it's a mojo it's a, it's a comic from. book, man. I'm not gonna take it too seriously. Well, you don't. Nobody needs to. You can contact that. him at John yeah. at nine five dot cc. <laughs> May send mail to mailbag. I, I don't know why you would. Eh, I guess so. Magneto, though. That first movie, though, I, there was a lot of stuff to like about that. There was. Magneto's origin was so perfect in that movie. Was it Mr. Perfect? Do you remember him in the fucking the big glass room that they built for him? That was yeah. great. Super cool. Yeah. It was right cool looking. And it made sense. Oh, his but it, but his intro though with the the concentration camp and then him screaming and reaching towards his parents and the whole thing collapses in on itself. That was brilliantly done. Amazing. That was yeah. one of the best presentations of an X Men story, and that was like two minutes. Yeah. Of film. Yeah. I see. Mm. Was there shitty stuff in there? Of course there was. The fucking storms dialogue. What happens to a yeah toad yeah zapping the fucking the same thing as everything else. <laughs> yeah. But that reminds me of that movie they were all oh, cool J's dying lines is you found my one weakness bullets. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's an LL Cool J movie. Um but like that was the the thing I wanted to know was Toad. Were you mm-hmm. like what the fuck Toad? No, it, he made me think a lot of um the uh the Darth robot Man? from uh Mega Man 2 that he's called like Waterman or whatever, but he's actually just a big toad. Okay. That was my connection to Toad. Because <laughs> like I thought that too. I was like, so like the 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 villains the villains group in the first film is Mystique, Sabretooth, Magneto. Toad. So like like fucking top tier goddamn X Men villains, and Toad, who's like I guess they just needed a lackey. Was Toad like a big deal in the in the in no, the books? He's a toady. Yeah, he's like a total lickspittle. Like follows Magneto it, but, around but that's totally okay like yeah. that's I think you should have had like four of those you know could have put the blob in there too I, I thought yeah. the toad in the movie was not enough of a lickspittle yeah I mean, he, he was sh- useful yeah he was Darth Maul he was good at combat cool. and stuff. I just realized eyes. I've been muted and I don't know for how long I don't think I saw you get muted okay. maybe you didn't say anything since you muted it no. I've been trying to watch the bubbles 
Don't worry, Sophie. It's okay. Okay, so he wasn't that useless. Yeah. Yeah, so he wasn't yeah. useless enough? He wasn't... He, yeah, he was... He should have been more of a, a toady. Yeah. yeah, which is what he was. Yeah. So, Sabretooth was terrible, though. I like yeah. Yeah. yeah, they... they, they, they Frankenstein him. It was terrible. They, yeah, they, they, they toned down his... His ability to rape women in Wolverine's life. I was just going to say his ability to speak in form coherent sentences. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Sabretooth in the comics, especially because I read a lot of Wolverine, and he's a really fantastic villain in there, and I just thought... He's a subpar, jam him in there, monster goon guy in the movie, and oh. it just sucked. Sabretooth is a, a sadist in the comic books, yeah, like, and who's obsessed with hurting Wolverine, mm. knowing that Wolverine has a healing factor. Huh. So he, he does everything he can to like scar him emotionally. Wow, remember, it's a, fucking brilliant and twisted. In school, I remember the ongoing debate, like which is like. Total like lunchtime Reese's debate, which is Sabretooth Wolverine's dad. Oh, everybody fucking wondered that. They planted so many things in there to imply that he would have been. Did it, what it was? Did it turn out? I don't even know did, how they, they panned didn't, out. Did they reveal that in the uh, origin? The origin yes. comic? Yeah. No. Not not in origin, but they did reveal it before origin. Yeah. In uh, Wolverine's comic. Was he? No, he wasn't. Uh, a lot, a lot of Wolverine and Sabretooth, along with a few other characters, uh, Silver Fox, Mastodon, and John Wraith, were members of a Black Ops. Oh, the weapon team, program, Weapon X program. Yeah, I thought it was the weapon program, and that's no, what he Weapon was. X. And he's was X because he's ten. Later. That's ten, later. Ten, ten comes way later. Okay. There, there was a program called the Weapon X program that was these these people who performed Black Ops mm-hmm. military things. And in order to protect themselves and really control the heroes, they did a lot of memory overlays on these characters and set them up to, like, trust and hate each other in order for them to be controlled and prevent rebellion against the program. Interesting. And part of that was implying in both Wolverine and Sabretooth's memories that they were related and Sabretooth was his father. But they also implanted conflicting memories to make... All the other them hate each other basically. Yeah, crazy. And also to make all the other conflicting stories from like the ten years of comics before that sort of make sort sense. of make sense. Yeah. Just saying, yeah, there's a reason they're conflicting because <laughs> we did it on purpose. Sounds legit. I, I guess Fun fact though, Sabretooth is likely Nightcrawler's father. What? No, yeah. that Nightcrawler's father was established. It was that weird guy who only showed up in one comic, Belasco. Yeah, or something. Yeah, no, Saber <laughs> Sabretooth and Mystique had slept around a whole bunch before huh. settling down to evil. Settling down, yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, Mystique is, is the mother straight up. Yeah. But I thought it was the weird Satan-y guy. Oh, from that the That was movie? also part of the thing, saying, like, oh, Nightcrawler, you're a demon, and I'm your father. <laughs> yeah. no, he's Nightcrawler's just a mutant. Yeah, yeah. I, I all of a sudden forget, Scott, did you say your least favorite X-Men? Yeah, Cyclops. 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 Oh, yeah, boring. yeah, yeah. And John's if, even an even before he, he really hooks up with Jean Grey, yeah, like he's got a series of girlfriends that he doesn't even he doesn't even properly break up with. He just one of them, Colleen Wing, who is a member of the Daughters of the Dragon and shows up a lot in Power Man Iron Fist. He's oh, dating so her. So my thing was fucking you know like alienating, but this is you know <laughs> he's dating her. <laughs> this is interesting. He's dating her in the comics. They're they're going out. Yeah, he's about to go out on an adventure, and she says, "Oh, you know." Before you leave, I wanted to give you something. And he opens it up, and it's an envelope, and it's got a key in it. And she's like, that's the key to my apartment. 
and she never appears in the X-Men comics again. <laughs> and like five issues later, he's trapped on a boat with this other girl who's a captain and she's kind of salty yeah. and they totally have a, a romance thing. And you're just like, but she's waiting for you at home. And then they crash the boat onto Magneto's Island and escape. And Cyclops is like, that was a lot of fun. And you never see her again. This That's captain. hilarious. When when he does finally get married, he marries a clone of Jean Grey, thinking Jean is dead. Madeline Pryor. And then when Jean comes back to life, he just leaves Madeline. Yep. <laughs> just like literally walks out of their house and goes to New York to find Jean Grey and never comes back. He's like the man. And she joined the Hellfire <laughs> Club all, and became the Black All of this is Don Draper level shit, okay? This she is... goes crazy and tries to destroy the world. Yep. Yeah. And he is all like, I don't understand why she's so mad. I'm going to shoot her with my eye beams. <laughs> it's awful. So <laughs> it sounds like he's an like, amazing douchebag. Then, yeah. then he has a whole series of like flirty, lusty relations with Psylocke, a psychic. Mm-hmm. When he's married to Jean Grey, also a psychic. He really has a thing for the psychics. He has a thing for They fight about choices. it. Psylocke apologizes. Nothing actually happens. Mm-hmm. Then he has an affair, psychically, with <laughs> Emma Frost. Of the Hellfire Club. The White Queen. While his psychic wife is still around. <laughs> it's just, she is a telepath and can read his thoughts. So he has a telepathic affair with another telepath. Well, he's obviously not very bright, but this still makes him an okay character. Makes him a bad guy. True. And a bad, like, moral... Leader? Compass for the team. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... Okay, but here's the thing. To respond to you, maybe he's a really bad person, but a really good leader. Like, maybe he's just really good at making decisions for a group, but really bad at making decisions for himself. Which seems to be kind of the way it goes. He right. usually doesn't I, point I, the X-Men in the bad direction. I understand that. I understand that, except for the fact that Jean Grey, deep within her psyche, holds a power that routinely threatens the entire universe when she gets upset. That's not really her fault. Yeah, but cheating on her is kind of a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> like, when she gets really mad, the Phoenix there's is like, a chance oh. the universe could end. Right. But that's what I'm saying. But has he ever really led the X-Men into a really dumb situation? Well, there was that time he got his girlfriend really mad. Okay, no, but, I mean, but, that, but that's struck. him making his personal life and making a deal that the X-Men had to deal with. Yeah. As a leader, did he ever poorly lead the X-Men? Yeah. When? Uh, man, you really <laughs> want to alienate everyone here? No, this is good shit. I want to know. Well, there was that time he led the original X-Men to fight Krakatoa, the living island. And all, <laughs> <they all got laughs> <cat>. <laughs> yeah, then we got Wolverine out of that exchange. That sounded perfect. Yeah. But then the original X-Men all quit. They were like, oh, you got all these new guys. You don't really need us anymore. Is that really what they did with the other characters? Yeah. They seriously just quit? Yeah. They were like, well, this is they a school. They made X-Factor, mostly. We're like, uh, years later. This is a school, and we're not really students anymore. So thanks for saving our lives, but... We're done. I'm, I'm going to go get a job. Huh. And then Apocalypse found Angel. Also years later. Yeah. Ah, yes. Uh, uh, he had a big, recently, in the last five years... Uh, a big split with Wolverine on how to lead the X-Men where he decided Cyclops decided it is okay to take the students from the school into battle against things that could kill them because they're mutants. Okay. And Wolverine was like, they're 10 year olds. You have to protect them from things that threaten mutants, not 
put them on a battlefield. But isn't that because the danger room is broken? No, that was because things were coming to kill mutants. Okay. Can you explain to me like I'm five, Bishop? No. No. <laughs> really? No. Because basically, can't. here's what I know about Bishop from like my like reading some of the comics, but apparently not the right ones to understand Bishop, is that he time traveled from a future where all the mutants were exterminated and his eye glows and he's good with guns. He basically seems like Cable but Black. Also, he has a gun. So I said he's good oh, with guns. Oh, yeah, good with guns. All right, so in, that's what I know. In, in the early Black. 80s, there's a really great X-Men comic uh, story called Days of the Future Past, oh, which is God, the upcoming film. Yeah, the X-Men First Class is going to pull very heavily from Days of the Future Past. Yeah. Cool. With the new actors from the new X-Men films also, yeah. to p- properly pull it off. And the idea is that in the far future, the humanity is completely stood up against mutants mm-hmm. and built real sentinels that will hunt and kill them all. Wow. And As opposed to the shitty sentinels they have now? Yeah. And the mutants are really taking their last stand, and a grown-up Kitty Pride transports her mind back in time... And possesses 13-year-old Kitty Pride with the X-Men to try and warn them of what's coming. Huh. And like in this future, it's really dark. All the X-Men are getting killed. You see Storm and Wolverine flat out die by Sentinel attack. Wait a minute. I thought Wolverine was immortal. Not well, at this point. He's, he's completely... He's got a healing factor, but the Sentinel burns all of the flesh off of his bones and drops There's nothing to a metal skeleton. skeleton. Single, li- single little atom of living matter. Okay. So maybe he took care of it. Well, um, it goes up and down, his healing factor. Sometimes he's been shot, and yeah. he's lying there like, oh, God, my guts, there's a bullet in them. This will take days to get over. Oh, yeah. Sometimes he's atomized. Because yeah. he's the best there is at what he does. Anyways, go on. That's Frank Miller. And then the X-Men make a whole bunch of changes in the present in order to prevent the this awful future from happening. It's kind of like Terminator. A lot like Terminator. Yeah. Way before Terminator. Yeah. Hmm. James Cameron. Uh, and this this whole thing really iconic only happens in two issues of the comics so like very fast very compact storytelling and like big impact like very visually compelling stuff Bishop is a mutant right from the days of the future past future okay Mm -hmm. who 10 or 15 years later in the real world like in our world in the comics, like, like in the mid nineties, mm-hmm. travels back in time to the nineties to join the X Men to <laughs> prevent a, a horrible future from happening. So that's his whole shtick. From the but future, they already did that much. in the comics. Yeah, but then they did some other stuff. So then the future happened again. Yeah, <sighs> the future happened again. <laughs> we have to go back. Thanks, comic books. <laughs> <laughs> the future it happened again. Yeah. Starring Goliath, Goliath. Starring Goliath, Goliath. Call back to an so that's, that's pretty much Bishop's storyline. Uh, he believes he, he believes that someone betrays the X Men, and he has to snuff him out. Yeah, prevent that betrayal. But he doesn't know who it is or when it happens. Crazy. Huh. And his power is he absorbs energy. So like if Havoc shot him, he'd be like, "Hey!" And then he shoots back pink energy because the nineties was all pink. Yeah, exactly. Gambit was pink too. Yeah. Yeah. Lots Everybody, of pink stuff in the nineties. Psylocke, pretty pink. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of pink up in the nineties. Uh, with all that said, I'd like to know what we did to prepare for this episode. I read the Astonishing X Men series. I'm currently at read the Yoss Whedon Joss Whedon run. And did you the... seriously just say Yoss? Yoss. Yoss. I say it as a joke, and then it came out for reals. 
You're Sweden. Okay. You're Sweden, but it's the comic books. All right. The reading dude. The comic books. Okay, the joke's dead now. All right, so. And Warren Ellis. I finished the Joss Whedon run and the Warren Ellis run. Okay. And I don't know if this is, uh, it's the Astonishing X-Men comic series is coming to an end October 2013, so it might have already come to an end. So mm-hmm. it's like ending with a fixed date. And I was like, maybe that's the 50th anniversary thing that they were planning, only because Astonishing X-Men is notoriously late all the time. They missed it. <laughs> Because they, because they had a couple of like like Joss Whedon and Warren Ellis, high caliber artists and writers mm-hmm. on board, it was like it ran terribly late for the first like four mm-hmm. years of its run. Like Cassidy was the art for the first for yeah. the Joss Whedon run, yeah, and then Bacalo, yeah, for the Bacalo's Ellis. crazy art, really it's, cool. It's hard like, even to follow sometimes. Yeah, like really cool, really weird layouts where it's like inside the silhouette of a guy's head is multiple panels, wow. and then the guy is also talking. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck is happening? And you're like, I kind of appreciate this. It's artsy. Yeah, but yeah. it's like sometimes hard to follow. Like, it's very, very good looking, but... Especially when the dialogue is being written by Warren Ellis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, so Astonishing X-Men, yeah. I fucking really, really enjoyed in terms of how all the characters were written. The storylines, as Scott and I have discussed, do... They're a little bit off. They're not like... I don't think there's any great storylines that you'd be like, remember the time they fucking fought the Danger Room became a girl? You're like, huh? Yeah. What? Because that's a big thing. <laughs> and then, remember the time they went to the Break World, which was a fucking gladiator world, even though... That believed that Colossus was going to destroy them, so yeah. they brought Colossus there? Yeah, but that... What? They what? introduced, they introduced uh, <laughs> the uh, Space Shield, though. Sword. Mm-hmm. Sword! The Nick Fury's counterpart, that we have a secret government organization that is in charge of protecting Earth's interests in space. Because huh. Earth's governments are really not that good at it yep. so in the same way that shield takes sort of care of superhumans Defense. yeah. defensively uh taking making sure that earth doesn't just get like picked off by a superior race is like on the Sword. forefront of swords agenda fascinating and uh beast gets a girlfriend so joss whedon writes the x-men super good and, and you take care of, you think of your taras from buffy you think you're Wash from Firefly. Yep. You think you're Agent Coulson in Avengers. Yeah, it's all there. The writing is fucking top notch. And then what does he do in Astonishing? Awesomeness. Kills Kitty Pride. He also kills Kitty Pride. Okay. But that's kind of his shtick. He always picks one lovable character and murders him. Yep. It, it, it takes a really long time, and you're really wondering who he's going to kill. <laughs> and then it's Kitty Pride. Just to, and just it, to and punch it's you so in the sad. He, like, is it? Kitty Pride. Uses because she can like phase objects that she's holding. So this yeah. is huge spoilers. This comic was published what four or five years yeah, ago. It's yeah, it spoiled it for me. I was just about to pick up the series again where I'd left off. <laughs> okay. Oh well. well <laughs> so what? There's well, a don't don't listen to this part. No, it's it's already spoiled. right. No worries. There's a spoiled. big close thing. your ear holes <laughs> through a course of series of events. So I won't spoil how we get to this point. There's a big thing flying at Earth, mm-hmm. and they don't know how to get rid of it, and they're trying to basically blow up the Earth, and Kitty's inside of it, mm-hmm. and they're like in fucking. Through various reasons, they've, like, confounded, like, Doc Strange and, like, like people who should normally be able to take care of it. Mm-hmm. They, like... It's psych- like a giant rocket hurtling towards the Earth. Okay. They, they psychically tricked all of them into thinking that they had solved it. Uh-huh. So then, when they broke that, it was way too close to do anything. Right. So, like, they bought themselves time on the attack by psychically tricking the people who could... Stop it. Maybe actually stop it from stopping it. Uh-huh. So it's flying right at Earth, so Kitty Pride uses her phase power... To just make the thing intangible as it goes through Earth, uh-huh. but at that like high level, she just like phases straight into the thing and then keeps rocketing through space. 
with the thing. With the thing, possibly inside the thing as a part of the thing. Leaving her open to come back if everyone wants. It to. is X Men. <laughs> exactly. Like it's not like like her mind is like obliterated or whatever, but she's part she's of. Gone. She's she's part of a big rocket flying through space. Like it's uh-huh. a. Like, yeah. Pretty shitty. Pretty shitty. And everyone's like, an intangible rocket that no right. one can touch or stop. Yeah, exactly. That has like immense velocity. So anyway, yeah, so that's obviously Joss Whedon kills somebody. Mm-hmm. Some of my great, greatest moments is when all the different characters are having these internal monologues, and they're all like, oh, I wonder what so-and-so thinks of me, and I don't know if I should have said that, and I think I'm coming on too strong, and like, next page, next character being like, oh, I don't know, like, I don't know if anyone takes me seriously as a leader, I'm Cyclops, and blah, 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 next page goes on. And then it's like an entire page of Wolverine just like beating people up, no dialogue, no mm-hmm. dialogue, bottom right-hand corner, he's just like, I really like beer. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I love you, Wolverine. You're the best. Mm-hmm. Super fun, fun bits of dialogue back and forth. Really typical Joss Whedon stuff. Warren Ellis, similarly, is like they completely like Joss Whedon apologized a little bit that his X Men run didn't have enough action in it, and then Warren Ellis was like, "Your X Men run didn't have enough X Men action in it. I'm gonna make a weird X Men going on a like interdimensional crime thing that maybe Forge is behind and maybe not." And we don't know, and now sleeper agents box. and people are killing each other from other worlds where the mutant gene is on another strand of... You're like, there's no fights, and it's been ten issues. Like, <laughs> fucking super bonkers, but Warren Ellis, and still pretty fun. A lot of people bitched about the Joss Whedon run. But I don't he, know why. why. He does... Uh, it's not my favorite run, but he does what the X-Men does best. Action plus melodrama yeah, equals say. X-Men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And he... Very early starts off with the melodrama, setting Kitty Pride and Emma Frost against each other. Yes. And this issue, his run takes off just after Jean Grey dies. dies yeah. And Cyclops Is hooks Emma. up. No, Cyclops hooks up with Emma Frost. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And there's a, it's in their bedroom, and Cyclops and Emma Frost are lying down, and they kind of wake up, and Wolverine is standing on the edge of their bed, and he looks at Cyclops and says. Which stage of grieving is this? <laughs> and then they fight. And then Cyclops shoots him with the eye beams. Amazing. <laughs> Melodrama plus action equals X Men. Okay. Shoots him through a wall. And like, and I love it because it takes place at the at the mansion. Yes. All, all the students are all like, the teachers fight here all the time because like later on, Beast gets into it with fucking Wolverine because uh, their brains are getting controlled yeah. or whatever. Fucking Kitty Pride and and Emma just are super bitchy to each other in front of the school yeah, like yeah. pep rally. Mm-hmm. Teachers just fighting constantly. What the hell are you doing here? Didn't you graduate? Like, go put on some clothes, Emma. Yeah. In front of the student body. <laughs> One of my favorite Nick Fury lines ever. <laughs> it's just like, you need to help us with like a blah, 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 blah. Why would I help you? You like have harbored known terrorists in the past. Well, are you talking about like Magneto? Like we didn't know it was him at the time. And they're like, but what about the time that you did? And then you just... Had him teaching at your school. Well, we didn't know he was going to turn to evil that time. And I was like, we would never harbor like a known criminal. How is Emma Frost doing, Cyclops? <laughs> and Cyclops is just like, like just blubbering in front of Nick Fury. And he's like, listen, kid, like, I like the old man. I'm talking to you as a favor. Like, yeah. fucking Nick Fury, don't fuck around. It's I awesome. tried reading uh, Fatal Attractions again. What's that? Ooh. Yeah. Rough. Yeah. Uh, I read it a while ago. I liked it despite its overcomplicatingness. Fatal Attractions is about? Fatal Attractions is the one where Wolverine gets his adamantium ripped out of his skin through his pores by Magneto. Uh So this uh, is obviously what causes Wolverine to have 
bone claws later on. Well, though, this is what exp- exposes the, the fact that claws. yes, he has bone claws, and and so it wasn't adamantium claws. Right, so right. Just, yeah. So um, I tried rereading it. I I got through the first part, which was X Force, and apart from the art being atrocious, horrendous, really strange, disjointed, and messy. Had a hard time. Now tell us how you really feel. <laughs> <laughs> I put it down. I, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. It was like nope. So this is a point in time in comics history where Chris Claremont had been writing the X Men from the late seventies all the way until the early nineties, and had made the X Men from a comic that was canceled mm-hmm. to the most popular, best-selling comic book in the world, <laughs> and artist Jim Lee joined the X-Men and became insanely popular in the comic circles and demanded more and more creative control until Chris Claremont quit the X-Men and then Jim Lee took over as uh, creator of the book working with different writers and that's about the time that Fatal Attractions was published. Yeah, Fatal Attractions had a really, really weak dialogue back and forth between the characters, which just made no sense. It was ma- ma- mainly like one-liners that weren't really connecting to anything and a series of events saying, oh, I guess that happened now. So so nothing really made much sense in the, in the first issue that I read of that. So I don't remember it being that bad way back when. No, I'm not muted right now. You just have a little voice. So yeah, that's that's what I did. So Fatal Attraction, you just bailed on it? I Yeah, I bailed on it after the first one because I saw that the second part was also X-Force and I was like, nope! <laughs> yeah. We're so. totally skipping over the video game world, which I think is a big we mistake. We talked all about the video game world. No, we didn't. What about Marvel, X-Men versus Street Fighter? Or... uh like X-Men. Yeah, X-Men versus Street Fighter. X-Men versus Street Fighter was the precursor to Marvel versus Capcom. Right, there's also Marvel versus Capcom that has a ton of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. X-Men-y type characters. And there was even just a straight-up X-Men fighting game, if I remember correctly, where it was a like... A beat-em-up. Yeah, it was just like a straight beat-em-up. Or, yeah, yeah, that's the other one, is the one where they, they put sometimes two screens side-by-side side in the arcade, and you six could have players. up to six players on the same screen, and you just run around like the old um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one, where you just, like, beat shit up Pumping quarters in pumping quarters health. in. Like, I played the ever-living fuck out of that game. And yep. the, um... You guys remember they had... I think it was X-Men... X-Men versus Street Fighter... Yeah, yeah, might have been. That's like the crazy fighting game where you're like tagging in and out, and there's all sorts of shit nope. going on. It's the no. precursor to that. No, there's no tagging in and out though. There's just oh. two. But it's still crazy over the top, fucking yeah. full screen super. Movies. What was the one yeah. with two characters? That was at Marvel vs. Capcom. Marvel vs. Capcom, where you tag out. Yeah, X Men vs. Street Fighter was the first one, mm-hmm. and introduced some cool characters. But the crazy tag in and tag out was. Marvel vs. Capcom. Marvel vs. Capcom. That's where you got like Hulk yep. and Spider-Man. And... Yeah. Well, me and Greg Stroll used to go down to the arcade and we played that one so much that we would like call each other's teams because we knew who each other was good at and it'd be <laughs> like, I'm going to give you one that you're shitty at but I'm also going to give you one that you're good at and then the other person would be like, okay, well you gave me a good one so I'll give you this one and then I'll also give you this character. And so based, on, based on this game, yeah. do you know what the move is when the Hulk throws Wolverine? No. Colossus. Right. You mean the fastball special? That's what I'm talking about. Nope, I wanted to that. ask John the question, Sophie. 
But you got it wrong. Well, he you did. Got the question Hulk wrong. did it when they were the new Fantastic Four. Yeah, as a callback to all those times that Colossus did it. Keith. I know. But I was thinking, what made me think of it is the picture that Sophie posted when She-Hulk did it. And, like, what does She-Hulk make? Like, a little comment? And, Wolver- and no. Wolverine, <laughs> yeah. ma- Wolverine makes a comment, and She-Hulk's like, it's usually a guy who does this to you, isn't it? She said she's holding him. She, he's and he's, like, like, in his little got, crouch. You got firm little buns there. And he's like, this is awkward. <laughs> it's, like, it's usually a guy who does this. Because even when Armor does it in Astonishing, she's not even really touching him. It's the Armor that's right. touching him. Hmm. Basically, because he's got unbreakable bones. If you're really strong, throwing him at something is kind of funny. Yeah. That's totally safe. <laughs> he just whip Wolverine. He goes into, like, he can berserk, right? And he's yeah, fucking yeah. pointy ends. Just fucking throw him. What yeah. was the stupid video game that he didn't say Berserker Rage? He said Berserker Rage. It was so was bad. No, it was Barrage. Yeah. Barrage. Was barrage. It was the Berserker Barrage. Oh. Berserker Barrage. God damn it. Like the Barrett <laughs> like Barrage. Yes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, also calling that out while throwing your knife hands around kind of cool yeah, what else do totally. I remember from X-Men um, nope. my brother collected all the X okay sorry Keith go I was going to say speaking of Berserker Rage in the mm-hmm. X-Men game that I played yeah. this was such fucking bullshit because you could go into a Berserker Rage as Wolverine where you lost control of the character you would do a lot of damage to the thing you hit but you'd also be attacking behind you and you'd also hurt yourself a lot right <laughs> it's the worst move in video game history lose control of your character and hurt yourself a bunch well, thanks, video game. I'm really glad I pressed that button. Yep. So shitty. Uh, the card game. The collectible, uh, collectible cards, actually, not a game. I don't know if I ever played that. Well, it, no, it wasn't a game. Was it was it just Marvel collectible cards. Yeah, Marvel Super Heroes. Yeah, they had different runs. Uh, I think I fully collected 1992. Hmm. I think. I have a bunch of those. My brother had three complete sets and full of little factoids on the back, which is why I know so many of the Marvel characters uh secret identities and connections to each other and secrets and stuff not because i read them a lot the comics but just because of these cards my brother and i would quiz each other and still to this day we do sometimes just i had a bunch of those cards but they were like super super fancy art on them that was like a big those are the masterworks were they the masterworks my brother had the masterworks because yeah. they, they, I had like a lot of those. Yeah. The the Marvel they had power ratings on the back, right? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. They all did though. Yeah, and then thus, then thus you could answer schoolyard like who's yeah. stronger? Who's yeah. stronger? Yeah. Well, the card clearly says yes, power level nine. Yeah, exactly. but because of this fact, and four is stronger than the thing. The card says you, so. And then you hit the cosmic levels, and you're like, what the fuck? And it just yeah. like it's like the beam breaks the little bar and goes off the card, and it just says like unearthly or something. Yeah. And you're like <laughs> Silver Surfer. Epoch. Stupid Silver Surfer. <laughs> I know, right? Galact- Galactus. <laughs> Galactus. Yeah. <laughs> the Devourer. Yeah, so, so that was fun. I love doing that. I, I still like doing I want to tell you guys about 9 to 5 Z, the 9 to 5 mutant that I made using the Marvel <laughs> superheroes rules. Then, okay. then we can end up with, then we can wrap Us up. Us all with. being RP nerds, this is, this is totally relevant. So we talked about this at the beginning of the podcast. Marvel yeah. superheroes, the rule book. I want to know, why did you write all our names on this character I, sheet? I was going to make all four of us mutants, and then I realized that the process was so tiresome, and the joke was really that this <laughs> so game tedious. sucks pretty hard, yeah. so I didn't need to do one. So I'm I made... disappointed now. I want a character. Okay, so first of all, this 9 to 5 Z, the 9 to 5 mutant, is fucking quite strong. So all of the characters have the ability when you're randomly rolling to have stats starting from feeble up to amazing. Those are starting level characters. And just to be clear, this character was made according to the official rules. So if you wanted to really play this this game, you might end up with this character. You might end up with this character. Oh, I dropped a thing. So first of all, 9to5Z, the 9to5 mutant, has the lowest stat is good. I don't like his name. 
It's 9 to 5. Is he the 9 to 5 mutant? Okay. Yeah. So his lowest stat is good, and that's his ability to reason. Okay. Oh my god. All dude. the things are falling. Broke, if you broke fucking Scott Pilgrim, you really just broke Scott Pilgrim. Keep talking. Quite upset. Uh, <laughs> he has. So here's your stats fight, agility, strength, endurance, reason, intuition, psyche, health, karma, resources. He didn't snap. Are you ready, guys? His yeah. fight, he is incredibly strong. His agility, he is remarkably agile. His strength, he is goodly strong. Goodly? <laughs> his endurance, he's remarkably strong. Reason is good. His intuition is incredible. His psyche is incredible. His health is incredible. His karma is amazing. Mm-hmm. However, his resources, much like ours, are typical. Aww. But, like, remarkable is just one stat lower than incredible, which is, and amazing is rolling a perfect hundred. Okay. So, he's remarkable and incredible in a lot of things. Which are okay, what are his powers? Like? This is the only thing right. anybody cares about. So, I'm just saying, he's very strong. Right. Uh, he has... Three talents, mm-hmm. guys. Three talents. Superpowers. He is. No, no, no. Talents. Oh. He has talents and superpowers. His talents are he is good at chemistry. Uh-huh. He's also an escape artist. And he also has oratory abilities. These three things go together. <laughs> really well. Yeah. Really well. They go super well together because when you're, I don't he know. He is a sneaky chemist that speaks well. That speaks yeah. well. Okay. He has body alteration defense. Uh-huh. Which means like. Colossus? No, that, no, that's an area. Colossus would be one of those. That'd be like armor. His is recovery. And I was like, oh, like... A healing factor. No, because that would be human alteration defense healing. Recovery is not healing. It means you just lose endurance slower. What? So, and you also recover endurance quicker. So he just gets tired less. It's not right. a healing factor. So like factor. Captain America. So he could run a marathon really so. well. Yeah. Like Captain America. Okay. His... Second power is body control, right? Think about some body control guys like... Like not having to pee for a really long time? Like, no, like Mystique, shape changer? Four, shape shifting. His is shrinking. Okay. Which, which I feel helps with his escape artist powers. Yeah, all right. That actually kind of goes. And then he also has energy control light manipulation. I read the rules on light manipulation to mm-hmm. see if it was any kind of cool, like because there's like danger room hard light yeah. and all that stuff. Nope. The best thing you can do with light manipulation is blind somebody for 1d10 rounds. Okay. That is the best thing you can do with it. You okay. can manipulate light. So, manipulate light, make himself real small, and not get tired while running. <laughs> Correct. Marvel superheroes, ladies nine and gentlemen. 9 to 5Z, the yeah. 9 to 5 mutant. So, basically, he turns himself into a disco ball that never quits. That's right. He is Daft Punk. <laughs> <laughs> He's mini Daft Punk. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and I made so many fucking characters for this stupid game, like... I remember going through the artwork of these books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I made tons of these characters. I'm pretty sure that because they were so random and shitty, I, like, forced my brother to, like, let me make a new one every time. <laughs> like, every time we played, I was like... Your brother would run games for you, too? Yep, he would run He would run for me the Marvel... The Marvel superheroes. Yeah, so anyway, terrible game. Awful. So that's yeah. 9 to 5, the 9 to 5 mutant. Now, Scott Scott did the extra research. Scott did a... Oh, yeah, I did surveys. Scott did man oh, the street surveys. Business. All right, so if you listen to 9 to 5 or 90S pretty regularly, uh, you'll know that not too long ago, we talked about X-Men and their ability to permeate into popular culture. We investigated their permeation. And mm-hmm. then we talked all about, like, oh, yeah, everyone has to know who the X-Men are because they're everywhere. Except Hugh for and Although I said the real way to measure how far into pop culture they've managed to, you know, really wiggle into. I was going to point out that 25% of this podcast could not name the original lineup. 
It doesn't matter. I want to hear the rest of Scott's okay. sentence. <laughs> but like, how far? Whatever, man. I played the video games. I named the ones that were in the video games. I, I know. Played. He did name a bunch of X Men. Yeah. And let's know, knowing the results of this survey, that puts men <laughs> shoulders. So, what were your questions? Were and and also, we talked about like compared to the Avengers, with the Avengers movie making like one point four billion dollars. Right. People have to know about about the Avengers, right? So I asked moms. Moms. Women with children. Women like you, listeners. What? Oh, I thought you meant like you asked our moms. No. That my would have been awesome. My mom would have nailed this because she reads comic books. She would have just destroyed this survey. I, mm-hmm. I would love to know what my mom Well, I can like. give you a survey if she doesn't listen to this first. I've got extras. Yes, please give out. them to me. All right. So I asked just a few simple questions of women that uh, have children and... You know, just basic stuff. Like, are you a mom? What age bracket are you in? Do you know who the X-Men are? Do you know who the Avengers are? Who do you think is more popular? And asking them to name members of both teams. Okay. Hit, hit us up with the best, bud. Yeah. All right. So please name as many X-Men as you can. Wolverine. Good. That's it. Right. <laughs> any Avengers for this Please moment? name as many Avengers as you can. Hulk, Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, and Batman. Okay. She, was on a, she was on a tear until yeah. she got to Batman. All right. So that was pretty good. I want yeah. to know who this Other is. ones. Uh, who do you think are more popular, the X-Men or the Avengers? The X-Men. Please name as many X-Men as you can. Wolverine, Professor, Scott and his girlfriend, Magneto, the one with the glove, the fire guy, blue girl, and girl caring. Please name as many Avengers as you can. Question mark. <laughs> the guy with the glove? Who's that? Girl caring. <laughs> the guy with the glove. Uh, who do you think is more popular? The Avengers. Okay. Name is Manny X-Men. Wolverine. Some fire person. With air quotes around fire person. Mm-hmm. Please name that, as many... to try not to be racist. Uh, please name as many <laughs> Avengers as you can. Captain America... Superman, Spider-Man, Batman, and Wonder Woman. Wow. <laughs> she went JLA and then got to, like, Spider-Man. But Spider-Man was, like... Technically an Avenger. Technically an Avenger, but I really don't think she knew that. <laughs> Please name as many X-Men as you can. Storm, Wolverine, and Professor Xavier. Ooh. All right. Please name as many Avengers as you can. I don't know. Oh. oh. This one's my favorite. Are you a mom? Yes. What age bracket are you in? 36 to 50. Do you know who the X-Men are? No. Do you know who the Avengers are? Not quite. Who do you think is more popular? The X-Men. Please name as many Avengers as you can. Blank. Please name, name as many X-Men as you can. Holly Berry. <laughs> Holly? Was it written Holly Berry? Or Halle Berry? Holly. Holly. Yeah. Ha- Halle. Okay. She actually spelled Holly Berry perfectly. No, that was my question, because it would be doubly funny if she also, also wrote Holly Berry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, name as many X-Men as you can, Wolverine. Name as many Avengers as you can, I can't. <laughs> I cannot. I had one person who was completely offended that I wasn't asking her, even though she had no children. And okay. I said, fine, you can be the control on this. Person with no children who has free time to spend absorbing pop culture. Age bracket? 36 to 50. Okay. Do you know who the X-Men are? Yes. Do you know who the Avengers are? Yes. Please name as many X-Men as you can. Wolverine, Storm, Rogue, Professor Xavier, and Jean. Please name as many Avengers as you can. Thor, Hulk, Iron Man, Hawk, Black Widow, and Captain America. 
Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Saw the movies. Very, very different. Had seen the movies and is aware of who the characters are. Yep. Uh, The X-Men are not as popular as we think they are outside of geek culture. So, I feel that that the $1.6 billion Joss Whedon movie... May have may have boosted that boosted little. the Avengers stats in the past year. So. Except for Batman and Superman's appearances on more and than Wonder one Woman. list, and yeah. Wonder Woman and Spider Man. Spider Man. Technically an Avenger, though. It's technically an Avenger. Not in the movies, but in the comics. Yeah. Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A couple times. He's also a defender. <laughs> and member of the Fantastic Four. Yeah. What? Yeah. Several times. How does that even happen? So is Wolverine. Wolverine's what? a defender. The alternative fa- Fantastic Four, when the Fantastic Four disappeared, uh-huh. is this is like such fucking nineties, such like fucking it's, it's nineties fucking wet dream fest. Because okay. who are on the Fantastic Four? Spider Man, Wolverine, Hulk, and Ghost Rider. Yep. It's right. like a nineties wet dream. <laughs> Grey Hulk, Grey Hulk too, because whatever Green Hulk is too the out of control. Right. But yeah, exactly. That's it's like like and as a kid, I was like. like yeah! Like, you, you throw Punisher on that, and that's the best team ever. <laughs> exactly. Like there's, there's no way this team could ever lose. Yeah. No reason why they would ever work together or anything. Hulk and Wolverine hate each other. Spider-Man was a member of the Fantastic Four not too long ago for like a couple years. Huh. Wore a white costume. Who was he covering for? There were five of them. Because <laughs> that makes sense. That was with the robot, right? <laughs> That's another episode for another time that we will never do, which is an entire episode devoted to the Fantastic Four cartoon. Yeah, cartoon. <laughs> a look back at the Fantastic Four cartoon. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, as much as I love the X Men, I just they're not as popular as I thought they would have been. I really was surprised by the results of this. Yeah. It's a little bit weird though, right? Because there's been three X Men movies. Six. Six X Men movies. Six Men movies. All right. So you got the first three. I only have five. You oh, got the first three five. plus first class. Yeah. The two Wolverines. Oh yeah, sure, two Wolverines. And and the next X Men movie is coming out. So the seventh one hasn't been released. Huh. A cartoon that was on for like five years in the mid '90s when these people would have been, you know, thirties yeah. and twenties maybe. Various teens, cartoon incarnations. Fifty years then. of comics. Fifty years of comic books. Yeah. Video yeah. games. So many video games. So yeah. many video games. Collectible and yeah. cards. Toys. Wolverine was the only one they could name, and I would suspect that's just because Hugh Jackman hosted the Oscars that one time. Yeah. Oh, he's also been in two movies that were called Wolverine. To be fair. Oscars. Also, he appears shirtless in People magazine quite often. Yeah. But it, yeah, but he's also... If the movies were called, like, Weapon X or whatever, I don't even know if they'd know Wolverine. Right? No. Nope. Like, if the nope. movies were called, like, Weapon X, and they were, they were like, Logan... Or something, they'd be like, Logan. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman, exactly, that's it. I think both movies being called Wolverine really helps them know Wolverine. So, hmm. any closing thoughts? No. 50 John, years. sexiest X-Men. Psylocke. Scott? Madeline Pryor. Sophie? That's Jean Grey, Scott! It's the same freaking thing! No. <laughs> nope! <laughs> Just because they look the same doesn't mean they have the same personality. And for me, it's all about personality. I see. Sophie? I don't have one. Liar. I don't. You have to choose. I'll go last. She's going to say Professor Xavier because he's bald. She's trying to think of a bearded X-Men right now. <laughs> <laughs> the hefty bearded one. There's, that's not an X-Men. We already discussed this. Julie or Kitty Pride. Oh, yeah. If I had to choose, probably, probably Kitty. Julie's a little annoying. I don't know. Sabretooth, I guess. He's hairy, right? He's rare, like an X-Men for a super brief time. Yeah, it counts, though. It counts. 
right. This was the 9 to 5 Entertainment System celebrating X-Men's 50 years. Look, if you're a fan of the show and uh, the site in general, uh, please take the time to like us on Facebook. We are number 9to5dotcc, 9to5.cc on Facebook. And uh, also follow us on Twitter. We're at sign number 9to5cc number on Twitter. So, uh, And also be sure to check back on the site for something on Mondays, probably. Uh, we have Zombies and Loathing After the Bomb usually on Tuesdays. We have a new comic in 9to5 Illustrated every Wednesday. A new podcast every week, usually on Thursday. It's either going to be a 90s or a Go Plug Yourselves. And on Fridays, we have Fine Arts with either Sophie and Scott. And, uh, you know, maybe John will even uh, contribute one of his mega articles at some point, too. You can only hope. Alright, thanks. 9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening.